All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. didn't do an emergency pod this time <laughs> typically when you do an emergency pod uh it's because something crazy has happened and uh it might be very very good or very very bad and you're passionately caring about it and then you have to talk about it this was kind of like okay Less of an urgent urgency. <laughs> yeah. Does it also just seem like we are. Uh, the whole the whole Thursday, Friday LCS news gets dropped a few days after the games. You know, it's like, well, I guess we might as well wait to talk about it on our regular scheduled show. <laughs> right? To a degree. <laughs> At this point, I mean, look. It was so ugly and so bad that I think everybody just wanted to distance themselves from it, right? Yeah. I mean, well, if ever there point, was though, you... a week to uh, <laughs> you know, provide air cover to a change. <laughs> that was it. Oh. Yeah, that was definitely it. So, we're here. <laughs> At some point you got to talk about it. We're here. Yep. For for you and for ourselves. We're uh quick shout out to juvie for uh the blue raspberry juvie coming out today i'm ripping my blue hat in celebration and drinking not the right flavor because i don't have it yet wouldn't that be something i'm wearing a blue shirt there you go we're all <laughs> celebrating here. i actually honestly really want to try it i heard it tastes like the 7-eleven blue raspberry slushy and that works for me yeah not gonna lie you're gonna ape a flavor i'm i'm not you know yeah i'm not all hoity-toity about my flavors. No. I mean, 7-Eleven slushy, bring it on. You have given a harsh review to a, an unworthy drink in the past. Unworthy. Yes. But I'm not convinced uh, Juvie's going to be unworthy. I'm actually going in the opposite direction. No, it's, it's very worthy, but it doesn't mean they can do no wrong. Mm. We shall see. We shall we'll see. see. Um... Shout out also to Elgato, Rip It, The Yush. Thanks, everybody. Yep. All right. Uh, we're not going to spend much time talking about the games. Actually, let's do, let's, let's do this instead, Jordan. <laughs> we said that last week, too. De- depart- yeah, we yeah. kind of did. Departure from our plan. Mm-hmm. Let's spend exactly as much time talking about the games as the games themselves took. Ooh. Ooh. You got about three sentences. Okay. Get it ready. <laughs> My guess is the game the this section ends before I get to my point. Is that the idea? <laughs> yeah. You'll get uh you'll get cut off dramatically. Yeah. Um You can't say we didn't try to pick something weird, right? Aurelian Soul in the mid. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that OP pick. Yeah. That everybody's been talking about. Couple they, people bold enough to pull it out. They left it open. Jokes on them. Jokes on them. Wait until it scales. <laughs> You just, the only way a soul loses is, you know, if the game doesn't make it past the 20 minute mark. Oh, oh, oh. 
Oh, 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 that one hurt. Oh, gosh. Oh, so I think I won't know exactly what it is. I think it goes down as like the second or third shortest game that we've played. I think uh, IG, I want to say, in 2018 Worlds took us out under the 20 minute mark if I gosh. if memory serves. But it's if it's not, you know, if it's not the second or third fastest, it's certainly one of them. Do you do you think? Uh, do you think that there's a there's a, a team or somebody at Riot who gets uh, the equivalent of a Google alert every time a competitive game anywhere? I'm talking ladder, I'm talking bronze, anywhere ends it around that under 21 minutes, 22 minutes, whatever it was. Do you think they get like a a notification on their phone? It's like they have the red the red phone in the room. Yeah, and Mark yeah, yeah. it just starts ringing. <laughs> They're gone. They're, they've left for the day. Uh, but it's think about this: turret plates slow the game down, right? It's yeah. uh, uh, soul. Like a lot of your power is now gated after that fourth dragon. What's sure. the fastest soul you can even get? Five, it's like five minutes spawn. Uh, turns out it's it's Aurelian soul Ooh. in the opposite direction. <laughs> So yeah, like all these things they put in the game to try to make it a little bit, you know, more measured. Ah, we don't need those. Yeah, well, the the good news is though those quick, rapid fire, everything goes wrong losses are few and far between. They're very rare. Mm-hmm. You would never see them back to back. Oh, oh, jeez! Oh, oh, dang! CLG oh. game also very rough. <laughs> uh, and this one—I mean, look. Do you agree with me? It hurts a little bit more to lose like that to CLG. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. There, there. The layers of misery here are—they're compounding. I'll just say this, Cole. Yeah. I'm just going to say one sentence. You say it three sentences. Here's one of my three. Lee Sin, oh four and one. I'm just gonna end it there. How do you feel as as a human being? Uh, okay, as, as <laughs> what's my brain reference? As, as a human being, <laughs> I feel cheated. Yeah, I feel cheated oh. because Lee Sin was a pick that we, you know, we were like, you know, if Closer can kind of get back to the old ways, you know, back in the days, his Acura days, mm. um. We thought the Lee Sin pick might be the one, right? Yeah. And uh, it didn't turn out to be the case. We, he hasn't played Lee Sin since, wow, it actually like really far back. Yeah. Really far back. It's been a minute since someone was bold enough to let him play Lee Sin. And 4 and one not exactly what you're expecting from him. Bjergsen Gragas, weird, right? Yeah. Super weird. Yeah. Okay. But at least, you know, Gragas Lee Sin should be able to get some we've things seen done. actually now I think about it. That's not the first time we've seen Bjergsen Gragas. This uh Is it really? Man, yeah. I can't even remember. He did it once these else. Before, or actually look. No, I don't what I'm remembering is I think Tenacity played. There he? was there was a, a Gragas play in the mid lane that was actually pretty good back from our winning days. Um but maybe that was jungle? We have Gragas jungle. I'm just we saying had Gragas every, top. I'm saying every pronunciation of, of Gragas, by the way, just to make people... Gra- Gragas? Yeah, Gragas? Maybe that's know. what you're thinking of. I don't know who played it. I didn't, I didn't particularly care for this iteration, uh, regardless yeah, of who played it. Tenacity played it in a loss to EG earlier this split. 
Uh, so yeah, that was, um, that was surprising. Leeson, we didn't look Olaf on tenacity too. I was like, Oh, let's go, you know, give a couple of like, let's control the game picks. Double lift got his Caitlin. We had Caitlin Lux in Caitlin the bot Lux. lane. What a, what a lane that is. You can't lose that lane. Ooh, and out. we just, I mean, only a fool would pick a really soul mid, right? Didn't we prove that mm-hmm. in the day before this Doesn't game? It only, it only works if you hit 35 minutes. It never does anything before then. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six, <laughs> Turns seven. Out. Um, <laughs> and this one hurts more because it was basically like our academy team, our former academy team that we lost right. to. It's like, this hey, these are the guys we did not go with mm-hmm. for the long term. Yeah, and these, are, these they, are the guys who we said, you know what? I'm look, I'm 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 looking at my crystal ball here. They're gonna change the name of Academy to Salt League, and then we're gonna have these two players who are gonna be so good that we're willing to take a pass. We're gonna take a pass on these players. We're feeling very optimistic about the future. And this, it's kind of fitting in a way, right? That this is the game that in my mind it's the nail in the coffin of that last roster iteration. That's the last game yeah. that that lost roster iteration played. And the, the defeat came via those players who passed on, man. Ouch. That's, I never liked to, I felt good. I, I always felt like CLG was kind of a litmus test for us. For any, any roster Yes, have, exactly. You just yeah. can't lose to the ones you let go. Um, mm-hmm. You, and that bore out pretty well. Like yeah. we didn't we didn't win every game against them, but we won I think we won all but two maybe. Yeah, the majority, the 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 vast majority of them went our way. We just got double round robin whooped by these dudes. <laughs> it was they completed the double round robin whooping. Do you remember when we used to talk about trying to have to think of a special award? We're going to we're going to uh, create a new award just for tenacity getting solo kills on everybody. That was a genuine thought in my head. It seems like yesterday. It doesn't seem that long ago. Were we young and naive? Were we... Yeah, you've grown a whole beard since then. I know. I think I even had some beard at that time. I swear <laughs> to you, it was like three weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, how many games yeah. have we lost in a row? I don't know about in a row. I believe that is what we've won one of our last eight, I think is how it shakes out. Well, in this, in this something like that era of the LCS Cole, get a super yeah, we beat there. team liquid. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the other, the other sucks team. to be you team liquid. Have they, have they announced that they're starting over? <laughs> have they tried that yet. Uh, yeah, maybe Two they'll game. copy us yet again and Thanks. do that. Hey, Max, um, two game lost streak, one seven, last eight. Yeah. Yeah, man. And guess, you know, the last team we beat before Team Liquid, don't you? Mm. Uh, EG. It was Team Liquid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't beat EG, did we? We, we, we <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm sorry I'm coughing, by the way, everybody. Sorry. It's okay, man. The- I get it. <laughs> But it was the last team we beat was Team Liquid. 
<laughs> we, yeah. we said, wait, 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 hold on. Yeah. We're not going to lose this one. Wait, we're, wait. Gonna, we're cool losing all the others. Not team so one. we're tied with TL at five and eight. I think they're ahead of us, aren't they? I think they're five and eight. Okay, let me check the standings. Yeah. yeah, tied for seventh place. They want to be us so bad, dude. Two, two, almost half. Even, even following us oh, to seventh place. Almost half of our wins this split are against TL. <laughs> can That's we see? Can we try to? Can we swap out a game? At this point, I'd be willing to swap out Immortals for another Liquid. Go. Yeah, just put liquid on the schedule for I'm, next week. I'm kind of terrified that? that if we if we uh, we manage to lose to Immortals, we just have to. It's not even we we don't sell the spot. Just oh, let's not go there yet. We just forfeit it. The Immortals clause. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I have heard of it. <laughs> it's it's like the the LCS version of Monopoly. It is. Know? If they beat you, they take everything. <laughs> It's not. It's like not only are you out of the game, but everything that once belonged to you belongs to them. That's right. It's their only way to get above ninth place. They get what do we call in the cash app compound nowadays? They get the compound. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to wait until they announce our uh, fintech startup <laughs> that we're doing. The Robin Hood. Remember when people were excited about Robin Hood? Turns out those guys weren't <sighs> immediately criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, although they did get into crypto. Our time. All right. Anyhow. We, yeah, they did. We're getting loose here. All right. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> uh, I, want it, I want it to be clear. We didn't mean about 95% of the things we just said. Okay. Back on, back on target now. Bad losses. Okay. So then the announcement came through yesterday that Koss, um, the head coach, the short-lived head coach uh, is out, Did we and that Nuke out? Duck would I'm be stepping to, up. To do this. Did we actually figure out if that's how you pronounce his name? Mm-mm, we didn't. He wasn't around long enough for us to figure out how to pronounce his name. Dang it, man! <laughs> I wish I wish it weren't so. Look, uh, you, this thought did cross my mind. You 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 can't help but feel bad for this guy because I'm yeah, guessing no, he's for real. Fully uprooted his life, moved to LA. Like, that's look, of course, we don't want to see this happen to the team that we no. like. Uh, you never hope to see that. So it's tough. It's a tough situation. All joking aside, like, yeah, obviously, you feel bad for, for the people who are, you know, there, there will be fallout from low performing sports teams. Happens, happens across the spectrum. Um, yeah. And that does the bummer to see. So best. Best of luck yes. to him. Yeah. So no ill will there. Nope. Honestly, and this is a good place to start, I think, with this. Because honestly, and I, I'm, ask, I'm not asking this rhetorically. I'm asking this actually as a question for you to answer. Yeah. Is it his fault? Like, uh, how, much, <laughs> how much of this is cost? How much of this is scapegoat? You know, what's your take on this situation? I'm, right. Honestly, it's not like we have a whole lot of information to go off. No, we sure don't. We sure don't. In fact, because because of that specifically, we should probably read the text of the statement since that's like the only thing we have to go off of, right? Yeah. So this is this is the full text. We've made the decision to change our LCS head coach. Assistant coach Nuke Duck has been promoted to interim LCS head coach, and Dan Dan has been moved up from NACL to LCS to assist the team. 
We'd like to thank Koss for his contributions to Hundred Thieves League of Legends and wish him the best moving forward. So virtually no explanation or context there. Now, there was, however, a, uh, a couple of posts in the Reddit, one by Ron, uh, Ron, one by John Robinson. Is Ron is the same thing. One by Jungle Juice. I'll read uh, John's first because his came chronologically before what Jungle Juice said. Um, so John said, we're not giving up on this split. The players are committed, and this roster has high expectations for themselves individually and as a group. We all saw we weren't meeting our potential, so needed to make a change. Excited to see the new coaches get to work and make a push over the next few weeks. Okay, so main points from that. Um, not giving up on this split. Players are you know, committed to expecting more from themselves uh, individually and as a group. Um, and then he says new coaches get to work. So I guess they have, I know it's Dan Dan's coming up to help with nuke duck. So I don't know if they're going to keep doing that for a while or not, but, um, <clears throat> then jungles you said after that, while recent results are disappointing, these changes are being made due to the reflection and process of how we were performing as a team. There was a clear need for a change in, uh, it says, Oh, oh sorry. There was a clear need for a change in direction and I'm glad Nuke Duck was ready and willing to step up. We're committed towards striving to perform in a standard the players, orgs, the org, and fans want to be proud of. Okay, so, you know, this is going for the, the like, hey, we're trying here. This isn't like phoning it in. All right. We expect to do well, and because we're not doing well, we're making change. That's what we're being given as lines from uh, John and Jungle Juice. So how does that hit you? Um, how does that tie in with costs, et cetera? Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to actually think. Head coach changes. We've never done a mid-season head coach change, have we? I'm trying to think. I don't believe so. Off the top of my head, I don't believe so. Yeah. Not coach. Certainly I mean, I think roster. it's always like the one that we're used to right is and the one that's most common is player swaps and i almost feel like we could just kind of run back what we always say there which is like look you're never gonna have the full story no matter how badly you want it or feel like you're owed it you're never gonna have the full story at best you can put together based on the pieces you have what what likely happened um but you shouldn't expect for an org or the person involved to come out and say here's exactly what happened just to <laughs> I know you're all wondering, and I did in fact swear at everyone and then slam my fists on the table and walk out, and that's why they fired me. So you're just not going to hear that. Um, <clears throat> From a first-hand source, right, LS? Yeah, it's just, I mean, as an example. Uh, <laughs> so I think that the, the challenging thing is you have even less of a chance at understanding what happened with the head coach, right? Because yeah. they are even less, I mean... If you want to know how a player is doing, watch the game. If you want to know how a head coach is doing, I mean, even draft people say, yeah, just look at the draft. Watch the practices. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Check the scrim tapes that we all get. Um, like, I think it's easy to point a draft and say, oh, yeah, well, look at the draft. What is this guy doing? Um, but as we've learned over the years, there are many things that get factored into a draft that aren't necessarily the coach, right? players who refuse to or aren't able to play champions 
gets factored in. And I think it'd be really unwise to like change your coaches based on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that's just not, that's not a long-term recipe for success if you're, so even the things that seem apparent from draft, I don't think you can, can't fully count on being a reflection of the coach's capabilities. That being said, um, I mean, I think it's, it's worth looking at. And, and I, I think that's one of the things you want to talk about, right? But like, how much can we really look at this? So I guess to summarize my point here, it's I don't feel like this is so obviously the move, other than the fact that I don't think there's a lot of other obvious moves. And maybe I'll just go through it really quickly. I don't think you can change booster tenacity for obvious reasons. Um, closer, and, and honestly, the obvious reason being, one, they've put a lot of kind of excitement and the org's future on these guys. So I think it's too quick to make a change there. And I just don't think that you have anything close to being uh, a, a viable backup in Academy, right? It's just not... Challengers, sorry. Cubby. Sorry, challenger, challenger. It's just not ready, right? Um, that's too quick. Closer, I think you, you, again, like, he's too good. So the question then comes down to double lift and Bjergsen in my mind. And maybe there's something to be said there for double lift. Um, Bjergsen is just the continuation of a, of a four to five seasons long conversation about mid lane that we've had a hundred thousand times so it's the hundred thieves mid lane curse <laughs> there's just no no other way around it there's so not. it's it's really unfortunate i mean when you sign bjergsen to a contract you don't know if it, you're getting like you know tom brady first tampa bay year or another tom brady, right like <laughs> you know at some point it's got to come to an end yeah. uh so yeah i th- i think like I think a lot of people raise this point. In fact, we'll talk about it when we do listener questions and takes, we'll go through this. I I'm sure extensively. And, um, I think there are a couple of people saying it in chat right now, but you know, coaches, when you have a lot of, um, a lot of established personality players, coaches tend to be first on the chopping block, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, team liquid choosing Alfari over Jat, or, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's like you if you have like in, tremendous talent you know that's something that you build around right uh for us it it's a weird position because the top level talent on our team is in a, in a position where you don't i mean you don't know what the ceiling is because the ceiling is like it it could have it could have fallen because they're older right yeah um, we don't, we don't know how many years they're able to keep up that incredible level of performance. So right. you just, you just don't know. It's not the same as like you have like a prime LeBron on your team, you know, and, and you have to like, just go with that because these players are, you know, past the prime, um, as much as they will hate hearing that if they were, which they would never, <laughs> but the, you know, the thing is, it's like coaches, are in a rough position. Cost didn't really have much of a, much of a, a established with hundred thieves tenure, right? He's been yep. successful elsewhere. And I don't know. It's just like, what do you do? I, I think like clearly you need some change. 
what you know happens in this situation, the only thing you can point to that you know happens is that every, everybody gets talked to, right? They're going to ask the players what they think. They're going to they're gonna ask um, Jungle Juice what he thinks. They're going to ask um, the other coaches what they think, right? They're going to ask everybody. They're going to take everybody's temperature. What's the problem? What do you guys think you know, is, is going to help get around this problem? I don't know. It's it. The players probably were at some level pointing to like the systems. Like, hey, I don't feel like we're getting better, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think Bjergsen said that they were playing comps that they didn't know how to play, and it kind of seems like they continue to play those comps, right? I think someone made that point in the uh, in listener takes. It's just like it's improvement really isn't there with what they're playing and they only really know how to play one thing anyway. Right. So there is an argument to be made for like, well, we're not being taught like how to execute these comps or <clears throat> we're not having things drafted for us that really like going to put us in a position to succeed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like I, you know, <clears throat> I doubt it was like, you know, jungle juice goes to, uh, Bjergsen is like, hey, dude, wh- what change do you think we make? He's like, oh, get Koss out of here. <laughs> like, it's probably not that. I know how right. many people, you know, talk about Bjergsen having like kind of like a, a coach's uh, desire, right? Like he wants to, he wants to like kind of dictate the way things go because of the veteran player that he is and his track record. Um, I don't know how true that is. None of us do. We don't know what it's like behind the scenes because there's nothing telling us <laughs> what it's like behind the scenes right now. True. But... Uh, so I don't think it's, it's as overt as, Hey, we asked the players and the players all said cost needs to go. They probably are pointing to the problems that they have and they seem related to, you know, things that the coach would handle. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. It, it's unfortunate because I do think to some degree that will probably be scapegoating on cost but i i on some level too he's got to be accountable for the performance like we all would agree right that the coach yeah. is one of the, the one of the people who should be most accountable for the results of the team so it's not like there's zero connection to how that's going right um cost actually now that i think about it he said something uh on the way out he said, Hunter Thieves management envisioned certain values for the head coach position, and they didn't end up matching with me. That, combined with recent r- results, made their decision. So that's Koss' hmm. own words on the situation. Certain values for the head coach position and, and a right. bad track record. So, yeah. Um, th- another thing it could be is, uh, I think, was this little Indiana man, or I'm sorry, little Indian man, <laughs> I was pointing this out in chat. Um, who said, oh, where is it? The type of coach you need for this is like a Reaper, Kane, or cold type individual, people who are able to manage personalities really mm. well. Okay, so, and that's kind of like um, like the difference between, you know, like Phil Jackson right. and, I don't know, name your NBA coach who didn't. Uh, Eric Spolstra. Tom Thibodeau. No, Spolster is a good person, personality manager. No, I know. Uh, That's I was trying Tibbs, to give you more examples. Yeah, Coach Tibbs. He, you know, not a not <laughs> a personality manager. Trying to right? come up with the same example. 
But like, no, yeah, he's, I think he's, your point's a great one, right? Like, there are some coaches, you might look at a coach like Eric Spolstra, and I'll keep this traditional sports aside brief, I promise, and think, like, who is he to manage a team of the greatest players, you know, of the, the modern era? Oh, he's a great personality manager, clearly. Like, that's who he is. But you look at him, you're like, well, this guy, I don't think he has the chops, probably. He's about as old as they he are. Does, yeah. We, we're going too in on this specific example because I just like, think it's an yeah. interesting point. Is like, it's not like he's the best player management person, but he's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just something where there is a certain skill that you have to have to deal with personalities like that. That is, that is very likely. In play, yeah. Right. Very likely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's probably what I'm going to lean towards when I'm interpreting Casa's own, words on the situation but again that's speculation we're probably never going to know mm. that is a really interesting uh, uh, point though that you bring up and one that i'm i'm willing to take as the most likely thing to have happened at this point given what we know what we've heard not a lot and um you know just kind of what we can piece together about the the type of team this is with the yeah I'm, I mean, can we all agree that when we watched this team, it felt directionless mm-hmm. for the past few weeks? It's yeah. felt like they don't know what they're doing. We don't know what they're trying. You know, yeah. it, and, and someone who was a Dokla, somebody on CLG, I think, said Hunter Thieves felt like the most disjointed team they'd ever played or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, there it is right there. You yeah. know, and Dokla's played his share of teams. <laughs> I was going to say. He's had a very long career. He's, He's played Dignitas twice. The <laughs> split. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you do look top down for a direction mm-hmm. and a, a style, you know, and, and IGL is going to play into that as well. But, you know, that's definitely got to come from above. So there's always going to be this tension and is, this will be unresolved for this event, for this, you know, specific change. It's going to be unresolved forever, but the the fact is, there are a couple of very large personalities on the team that are experienced veterans. They those personalities probably are pretty tough to handle when things aren't going pretty well, and uh, I think some amount of this is going to be connected to that for better or for worse. And Koss, you know, is the one that got chosen in this situation. Yeah, are we going to talk about? We brought up a couple of times. You mentioned like communication and that we've just not heard a lot. Are we going to talk about that mm-hmm. in this? Or are we going to save it for listener takes? There is a, a really good listener take. <clears throat> listener take about that. I'm so sorry. I'm still coughing after all these weeks. Um, let's wait on it. Okay. I just read through it again. Let's let's wait. Yep. Um, but anyway, so so all of this is kind of like our explanation or our understanding or our speculation, I should say, of why we're changing the coach and not the players, mm-hmm. right? I think like if you if if there was zero context around who the players were, I think a lot of people would make very compelling cases for various roster moves. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, like this support thing is not working out. Right. You know, or hey, the mid laner is not doing anything for you know, most of the game Um, or Hey, this jungler seems to be, you know, not successful at the things he's trying. Right. right? Uh, Context changes the way that that conversation feels right. Um, 
and I think that context it outweighs whatever context Cole uh, Koss has in this situation, right? It's like, I think that's why we're dealing with a coaching change and not the players. Not to mention, it's it's hard to pick up players and drop them in. It's probably a little easier to pick up a coach and drop them in. Right. Or or to promote, you know, yeah. the, uh, the uh, underlings. But Nuke Duck, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, isn't this his first coaching job? I think so. Yeah, I think, I mean, so I, I believe he's a we're player. We're throwing him in the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> so any anything that happens here is probably just, you know, we're just crossing our fingers and hoping for the best. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with Nuke really, doing that. I mean, hope, I assumed just as the players were asked what was going on, I, I assume the players were asked about Nuke Duck too and being like, hey, yeah. you know, are you cool with him stepping up? And so I think the players probably are expressing some degree of faith in trying out Nuke Duck. So yeah. it just, I just don't, don't know. It's, it's not a good situation. Mm-hmm. And there are no great, you know, options. Yep. Here. So. Yep. I think best case scenario, Nuke Duck is the, you know, it's kind of like the player's coach, right? Like he's a, he's more recently a player. Um, yeah. But look, I, I don't have deep background knowledge about these guys' history. I'm not going to pretend I do, but I know, you know, I know he's been a player recently. And I think sometimes you can get that where, um, you know, maybe he's had experience playing with other players like these guys and knows how they work and what, you know, what resonates with them and what doesn't. I think best case scenario is he can just kind of set them up and get out of the way. Um, and so what he's going to have to do, unfortunately. Yep. Yep. Um, he's not, he's not being, so, this is the equivalent of a, at a, a challenger player being, you know, swapped in, in the middle of the split and then expecting them to do brilliant. You can expect that or hope it, but that doesn't make it more likely to happen. It's just very hard to do. And I think the same holds for a coach. Yeah. I think like given, given the roster composition for us, you know, that context I was talking about you saying him getting in there and being largely hands off with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I think that's like a short term solution to get the best out of the, the current project. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think it's like the ideal play for the long haul, but that's probably what's going to get the best immediate results. And newsflash, unfortunately, I just used the Troll Withers tweet. Newsflash, buddy. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> immediate results are kind of necessary right now mm-hmm. because we are currently sitting in the last, you know, the last spots in for playoffs, and that could be um, that could be pretty bad. Very bad. We're two games ahead so, of Dig- Immortals. Who I've made so many <laughs> jokes about at this point that it's I kind of out of them. <laughs> I mean, I think if, if it's getting they a little make, scary, if they make playoffs over the team that I like, Cole, I don't know what happens to me. I think something yeah. there's some consequences for that. I'm not sure what they are, but oh, dude, I totally forgot. And thanks to um, Jen Joy for pointing this out. I forgot in spring, only top six make it. That <laughs> format change happened. So, uh, so we have TSM ahead of us at six and seven, tied for Team Liquid. So actually, we're on the outside looking in. Uh, wow. I totally forgot about that. So, oh my. Yeah. So all the more reason, right, where immediate results are going to be necessary in this situation. So holy Goodness cow. Gracious. So all that stuff now, we said. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly 
Nuke Duck now, he doesn't have, he has two weeks, Cole, to turn the ship around. Because we just discovered that there are two weeks left in the split. We did. That's we the did. other There's thing. There's not we a lot of learned. time. That's, this is insane. Yeah. But there is a message to be had here knowing that, right? Like they said, uh, John and Jungle Juice were, were saying, you know, we're, this is, we expect a lot. And so we're not giving up, basically. And I think the actions match that, right? It's like, hey, you don't do this if you're just like, oh, we'll fix it for summer, right? You're trying to, you're trying to move now and solve things so that we can be in a better position. This is not like, I think, I think making the spring playoffs is kind of like the, the lower end of the, uh, the, uh, this was a success, you know, or like this was okay at least. Yeah. So they care about it. It looks to me like they care about it. And, and even if you want to think about just that extra time preparing for summer, even, you know, they care about that too. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you think they're going to, do you think they're going to just move in a whole new coach for summer? Or do you think they're going to stay with Nuke Duck or whatever? They, they called it interim. Yeah, they called it interim. I mean, he'll, he'll receive another promotion to, to permanent head coach if he, he does great. I think there's no reason to doubt mm -hmm. that. Um, I fully expect that they'll make that call based on how it goes. Uh, as we've talked about, the coaching carousel in the LCS isn't that. There are not that many um, circus animals on it. Like you really, you don't have a ton of options when it comes to which great coach do you want now. Um, so I don't know that I'd say there's going to be a lot of clear upgrades. It depends on how it goes, right? And the goofy thing is we could make playoffs and it could still go poorly, right? Like <laughs> uh, we could have that measure of success and behind the scenes, it could just be the same level of dysfunction, um, which would which would uh, necessitate them finding somebody else to be the coach. So hard to say, but yeah, I think there's room for him to be the coach for summer. There's room for a lot of things in the summer. I think, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially if things don't improve pretty dramatically soon. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, maybe that will be partially an indicator of how this, the management is thinking about the young guys. So, um, are we going to double down on the development project of Busio and Tenacity or not? You yeah. Know? Um, I got it. Can I, there can I there may be that. I think, go ahead. I was going to dive into it a little bit, kind of on the development side. Um, but sure. it's, really, it's really just more, I don't think we've talked about this as much. And this, I think people should feel free to dismiss this. As I've reflected on this, it's probably not an overreaction to call this like I don't know are we, are we ready to call this catastrophic like it feels without it, a bounce back yeah this is pretty <laughs> catastrophic feels, feels about as bad honestly feels about as bad as I think you could have projected which is so weird because we started off how much but I mean just think about it right early on we were like Cadrill was well, I really like I like Cadrill a lot he was making content about us. He was staying up late. They said this wouldn't happen. He was staying up late to catch the LCS games uh, so they could do content. So it was interesting. And it was, it was us versus FlyQuest. He was, you know, like, wow, these guys are looking good. Double lift pop-offs. Like, he was doing content. I don't think he's doing content anymore. I haven't checked in a while because I personally <laughs> am not super interested in, in 
content about the team right now. Um, so like we were doing really well. Um, it feels to me, honestly, like there are several instances where I'd say sub 20 HP is, is what's flipped certain situations, certain games. And I, I think the, the thing that interests me is how much has that just completely flipped our season and like the direction that this thing has gone. So let me just take, cast your mind back. It's week one, day one. We're fighting Fudge thing you do. on Cassante. Remember Kassante. better times. Yeah. Like, what if that fight goes Tenacity's way? That, yeah. that game might have gone to us, right? It's hard to say. Obviously, you don't know what happens. But like that could have been the start of a snowball. It's not crazy to think that could have been ours. Um, there, the Annie Pixel, right? Like, they're just, uh, yep. and that's, that was FlyQuest. Though, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a very high quality win in our book. The, the EG Baron for Nexus. Like, there, there are a few moments that have become, uh, you don't, this is to, really like causing me like, physical an pain. Infarction. Yeah. Yeah. Infarction. <laughs> 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 uh, <and laughs> And then even like, I can't think of others right now, but I know they're there where it's been so close, so close to us having not just like we were so close to getting that constellation kill. Oh my God. Like these are big moments that could swing an entire game. Um, and like, uh, if we are cold, if we're not five and eight, but if we're, let's say we're eight and five with wins against EG, Cloud9, and FlyQuest. <laughs> We aren't having this conversation right now. I promise you, we're not having this conversation. It kind of comes out. It's a game of inches, Cole. Uh, it's a game of Timos, Timo units, whatever. Timo units. Yeah. Yeah. So, but here's here's the the second part of that, right? It's easy enough to say, "Oh yes, what if?" Don't forget, we're playing with a couple of people who have played. Uh, this is what we are now five. It's, who've played 13 professional games of League of Legends. And this is their experience, right? Do we look meaningfully different if these guys are riding high on wins over the unkillable fly quest and the defending champions Cloud9? Like, again, I think it's easy to kind of write that off and just say, eh, but think about it. Think about your own life. Uh, you know, like... <laughs> The the moments you do something, all of them, all of my failures that could have gone a different way. No, Jordan I'm really about, is like harrowing my soul right now. I'm I'm talking about like the moments that that you have as a gamer, goal and audience, where you 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 reflect with pride on an accomplishment you've had. Like it's so easy for us to just be like, ah, uh, you know, it's just it's just one game. It's just but like at this point, if you are boosty or tenacity. And on your resume, you can you can write that you've beaten C9 FlyQuest. By the way, one, two, three teams on the, the table this right now. This FlyQuest. Yeah. yeah. Then that's, that's like, that's a source of great pride. Eventually, you kind of get tired of the grind where, like, guess what we're not seeing anymore? Content. Um, we're not seeing people <laughs> talking. Like, we're not seeing the, the double lift. This is fun and kind of zany reviews um unless youtube just stopped recommending to me but i don't think they're there so yeah like it feels i can't shake this feeling it could have all been so different it could have all 
gone a different way, um, but it didn't. So to put this differently, if a butterfly flaps its wings <laughs> in the forest, <laughs> does Hunter Thieves still lose to C9 in 20 minutes? I don't think they do, man. Guess we just need that one more butterfly. The butterfly was the tenacity fudge 1v1. It was. And the auto attack. Yeah. Oh. That was it. Well, now I'm um I'm v- I'm very flustered by the point you were just making because I can't refute it. Excellent. Uh as much as I want to say if if ifs and butts were candy and nuts or whatever the whole thing is. <laughs> That's saying from 1934 that stuck around. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Let me time travel really quick and <laughs> figure out what that saying was. But, you know, it's it's a kind of compelling case. But the, the, the problem with it is, for me, is the manner of the losses that have come over the past two weeks because it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. I, guess. I, I attribute that it was complete bad. mental degradation to the fact that these moments have just gone against us. It's not, I'm not offering this as an excuse. I just think it's one of those things. It's too easy. We we're too quick to write that off and just say, these guys are yeah. robots who move effortlessly from one, you know, gut wrenching defeat to the next game, ready to shake it off and pretend that it didn't happen. But like, man, I would lose sleep over that. I would lose sleep over that stuff. Absolutely. It would be in my head. And it feels like we've kind of lost our sense of yeah. who we are. Like, I'm sure they're doubting themselves more when than they, than they would have in the past. Maybe that's why we, we had to retire the tenacity solo kill counter. <laughs> Unfortunately. Look, I know. I love that thing. So you've, you've provided us with, with much food for thought. Uh, I will say, you know, obviously the org felt enough like those losses wouldn't have, you know, change things had they gone the other way because here we are with a new coach. Mm-hmm. Unless they just did it entirely to play, <coughs> placate fans and the players. I don't know. We're never going to know that. But I do have a, a very off-topic tangent that I just noticed as I'm looking back through our win-loss record. And I just want to know if anyone else has noticed this just really quick. Leaguepedia, which I often have up while we're doing this, um, they don't seem to update the game results t- in a timely manner when we're winning. Most weeks, it's like, I can't, it's like, oh, they don't have the last like two weeks of game. They somehow are right on top of it when we're losing, man. <laughs> What's up with that? Has anyone else noticed that? Oh. Uh. That's a little goofy. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think at this point, we have to take an even bigger leap of faith into trusting what's going on with the team. Because as you mentioned, zero information, which they don't owe us in the first place, guys. Like, don't misconstrue that. They don't owe us that information. Fun and nice to have, but it's not owed to us. Um, so we don't, but we don't have it. So we're going to have to trust them that this is the, you know, better move in, in the, the, the current predicament we're in now. I, I want to reiterate that 100 team management has rebuilt multiple esports teams from very bad positions that should have been okay into, you know, championship level teams, multiple esports, right? So, yep. you know, we owe it to them to have some faith in that. But yeah, I think like 
this is clearly it just feels bad and feels wrong. So hmm. we'll have to see what happens. Let's uh we have an enormous list of listeners. <laughs> some of Thanks everybody. You know, I when I was first doing this, I was probably like, hey, let's just weave these in. Yeah. As we go, but it's just impossible. It breaks up the flow of the conversation, right? So we may be a little quicker with these than usual, but we'll do our best. Um, I did pull this one from our, our old friend Yurt yep. in our Discord. He said, the lack of content the org releases when they are losing makes it impossible to relate to the team or see why they are failing. Also, they are less likely to stream when losing, so is that strategy out the window? Mm-hmm. Let's say they start winning and make playoffs. We will not get to see the process it took to get there, and I hate their content strategy. <laughs> This was this was uh, something I think you specifically brought up when we had we got that response from our interview with Jungle Juice where he was talking about the content strategy. They were going to rely a lot on the players to put out content, and I think you brought up, well, what if we're not winning? And now we have our answer, right? Hmm. It's not fun to make content when you suck. <laughs> no, and we have sucked for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not fun to make the content. It's not happening. It's not. It's not out. Mm-mm. So, but the, the, I agree that it's hard to relate to the team right now because Mm. like you've got no emotional reference point. You've got no reference point to what their day to day is right now. And then, yeah, we're not getting that window into things. Otherwise like double if reviewing the weekend again, because they are too depressed (laughs) to to do it. Oh. Oh, this is not going super well on the content side. So Yur says, I hate their content strategy and I can't say I blame them. It's hard to refute someone um, not being enthusiastic about this. I mean, I'm just, you know, we said we kind of go through these quick, but I just feel like on this one, yeah, well, the last, I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? But like, Doublelift has even just stopped posting that much. Which I think actually says a lot, right? He's not talking. He's yeah, because he he'll like meme his own bad performances, right? Yeah, uh, he'll meme his own bad performances. But like, I his his content channel is still his. Like, it's still his business, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is Double Lift yeah. Inc. And the fact that it's just not really going very much, I think, says basically all you need to know. Let alone content about his professional. You know, outing. He doesn't want to do content. Period. He's not putting stuff up on YouTube. It's been just a couple in the last three weeks. Well, there might be a reason for this. Actually, now that I'm looking at his Twitter. He said on February 25th, my house is completely flooded, and it's probably the most stressful few days of my entire life. Oh, crazy how life sometimes can be a living nightmare. Very grateful for Lena and our cat Milky Way. So that's horrible. All right, maybe there's an explanation yeah. for him not doing content if his place flooded. I, I mean. Um, I, I hope that it's one, I hope that it, that's been resolved now because that's terrible. But two, I also hope that it's like he can continue to keep his channel going because I know that's, you know, like I think it's important for players to have that as mm-hmm. a way to sustain themselves and make a living too. So you yeah. hate to see it kind of dry up, but that's what it feels like mm-hmm. at least that the, the team based content, the last couple have been more just league content, not team content. Yeah. Um, he also tweeted after the last loss, sad results need to fix our early game to even have a chance 
So, mm-hmm. you know, um, there is certainly work to be done, but that's very like, can't even get past the first stage of the game in a good condition. Yeah. Failure to launch. Um, Tatted Sparrow says there's always more underlying ish- issues when a coach gets fired. Coaches are scapegoated all the time. A rookie top laner uh, looks lost most of the time. An all-star jungler looks like a shell for his normal self uh, did not help in Casa's favor. So valid. I think, you know, we talked about the scapegoating factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, it's always going to be a blend of different factors and whatever. We can't make any sweeping pronouncements, but I mean, this is a good point. Like, like some, the players don't look the way we expected them to. And, and you know, how much of that is down to the coaching, how much of that is down to other factors. It's impossible to suss out. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think you could also say if you're a coach in this, of this team, in this situation, <coughs> Job one is to make sure that your rookie top laner isn't lost. You know, like, like they don't have to pop off. They don't have to go crazy. But let's just make sure that they understand what the plan is, how we're going to play this game, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think you can, you can look at it in multiple ways for sure. Um, Glennie Taylor raised the question, how much of this is coaching, though, versus we need to do something different? And I think what he's getting at is, like, sometimes it's like, I don't know what we got to change, but we got to change something, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think that's what he's positing here. Um, do we have a sense that like, this is an intentional assessment of here's what's wrong. Let's fix it. Yeah. Or is this just like, we got to do something to appease people or throw something at the wall and see what sticks. Right. Yep. Um, I think here's what I think this is. I think they genuinely believe they can still make playoffs. You know, we're not we're not in Dignitas's position where it's like we have to win out and everyone else has to lose out somehow. Mathematically, I'm not sure that works, but you know, like it's not there <laughs> yet. Um, so I think there's still a chance to do something. I the the version you brought up I think is the one that feels the most feasible to me, which is if you can tell that this coach just isn't going to be able to work with these players then I don't think you're risking a lot by moving on, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you're watching the, the team work together and it just said. isn't clicking, then that probably won't change in another six, eight, ten weeks. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Catman said, uh, do you believe this changes anything? All pros do is say, uh, all pros do is say coaches are pointless. I am not hopeful much changes. I don't know. It just all feels doomed. <laughs> I don't know how a coaching change will impact this team when they can't even get out of the early game with two pros who have more LCS rings than the rest of the league combined. So a good counter, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you, if you guys can't get out of laning phase in a reasonable position, then what coaching are you even going to do? Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that um, is fair. Yeah. yeah. I, I think about the CLG game, right? Caitlin Lux yeah. versus Akali. Who was the other lane matchup there? Akali. Or Caitlin no, sorry. Lu- Caitlin Lux Callista, versus was it? Callista and Varys. Callista Varys. Okay. That's, that's oppressive. Very oppressive in the right hands, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think you, you have to ask those questions too, right? Like, mm. hey, the coach can do everything he wants, but if you guys get killed four times 
in three minutes. <laughs> like there is no plan that weathers that yeah. happening. I, I, and you're not exaggerating there. I believe it was like three minutes and 50 seconds into the game when Luger got his fourth kill on Callista. So, woo. Yeah. Um, yeah, Millitime, by the way, in chat, bringing up a, a tweet from Koss that we, we have, we've talked about this on previous episodes. Um, this was like, I think, two weeks before this. He said, z- during our Super Week 03, he said, 03 is a failure, but when players say, we don't know what to do during the game, I know I failed on a personal coach level as a reflection. So yes, that's, mm. you know, that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely a coaching thing. So yeah. there's, there is that. Uh, I, I do think there is something to what Cat, Catman says when he's like, players don't universally love coaches, you know, especially the right coach or the the wrong coach, I should say. Um, I don't know. I always believed in the value of coaches and processes and stuff like that. Um, players have really big egos by and by. They are basically required to be uh, good at what they do. So it's, you know, I, especially like, I just always think about the early days when it's like you're, you know, season two, it's like, you have a coach, yeah. <laughs> how, the game, how long has the game been around? Like, are you going to tell me how to do my job? But you know, even LeBron has a coach, right? Look, I think um, there is an interesting thing here, though, which is you, you need a coach if maybe it's not, a, you know, an offensive coordinator who's drawing up plays, you know, for you to run like, OK, when this happens, we're going to do this. But you might need I think you do need somebody, not might. You do need somebody who can say, this is how you want to play the game. This is how you want to play the game. In this case, your double lift, your Bjergsen, for example, uh, this is how <laughs> we're going to play the game. Right. This is it. Everybody play this way. Like you have to have somebody there who can break ties. Um, And I think it's that's even more important when you have a lot of voices in the room, not when you don't have a clear vision of how to play the game. Like I think they can both be destructive. So to me, it feels like you. It's just you basically just need a manager, right? Like in the in the in the very real sense of. Somebody has to tell these people what they're going to do when they're not playing the game and like how they're going to practice and improve. Because if not, it's it's less likely that you can work it all out. Um, and perfect time for Sen to interject this in chat. Sounds like Chimera, who was in the org for five years, right? Mm. He was the head analyst for Hunter T. Yeah, uh, who departed. You know over over the break before spring split so maybe that's something too could be totally maybe good. that's something um zella says to be fair begs beg bjergsen said in an interview something along the lines of we don't know how to play these comps and then we picked very similar comps for <laughs> so that's what i was talking about um <clears throat> someone told me that like nuke duck is more responsible for drafts than cost i don't know if that's to be believed or not maybe i shouldn't be like just repeating that on the pod without knowing that maybe chat can weigh in and kind of clear that up but uh that is a good point we did we did draft some pretty similar things um i think like the clg game was enough of a different look that i liked but that's uh that's a point um the live evil pod said oh said something that i copied and pasted the wrong <laughs> I was gonna say, either he oh, was please. memeing and he said the exact same thing, or 
<laughs> yeah. No, he said, uh, if Hunter T beats Fly and or EG but still miss playoffs, are you guys more hopeful for summer or still consider changes need to be made? Um, <clears throat> I mean, definitely, I don't think like this can really happen. They beat FlyQuest and EG and miss playoffs. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but missing playoffs is a pretty bad time. Yeah. I mean, that again, I kind of want to change if we're missing playoffs. I agree. I going back to Even power, if it's rankings, power rankings, it's <laughs> like that is that is just below any uh, measure of what we would consider to have been a successful split at the start of this thing. Even knowing now that it's six and not eight, like we talked about being a top half team. If you're got off at six, you're seventh, you're on the on the the bottom part of the table looking up it's not a good place to be at all no it's not um jc by the way coming through in chat saying um in a shinock interview nuke duck said nice. he did nearly all the drafting so um draft changes maybe not so much we shall see um arc boy said does the prom for 100 t seem to be player based or coach based or a bit of both so player base coach base bit of both we're going to say our answer at the same time in three two one bit of player base (laughs) nice i the reason i think it's player base is the whole like we cannot even like escape out of early game with anything to build on for the most part occasionally we get out of there a couple things go our way um i've i identified very strongly with whoever it was that said like you know how if you can't get out of the early game yeah like you can't you can't succeed in right. any way. Um, yeah, a bit of both, sure. Cop-out answer, Jordan. Explain your cop-out answer. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I just literally think it is. I think all the stuff I've said about the coach, I think it's his job to find a way to get these players to play well together, and I don't think he has. Um, mm. And I think you can put plenty of focus on the players here because we've seen them make boneheaded mistakes that, you know doesn't matter how much a coach kind of drills it into a team or if everybody is on the same page if you just you know you make some of these mistakes and there's really nothing that anybody else can do about it. it's on on the player yep um let's see amax legit said the real goal is summer but missing playoffs in spring would be detrimental to the growth of our team thanks to the coaching change we will finish out three two and squeeze in as the sixth seed. So we got an actual take mm. there. Mm-hmm. And um, bullish on the future results of this split. Looking at the schedule for the games we have ahead, um, we have Golden Guardians, Dignitas, TSM, EG, and Immortals. So we have what would be considered the soft opponents for the rest. So I don't think that this is an outrageous take. What about you? Man, I don't know. I mean, yes, fully agree. Missing playoffs in spring is detrimental to the growth of the team. It would be that would be very bad. You these these situations are so valuable for player development. So hundred percent there. We will finish out three and two. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. So you don't think we find three wins among those teams, Golden Guardians, Dignitas. Dignitas is a 
if we play TSM, if we play anything like we played last weekend, last, sorry, last week, uh, I, I'm not prepared to bet against us often. Like, I, look, there's a doomsday I, scenario here, Cole. <laughs> we're getting into predictions now, but we won't, I won't go all the way. Golden Guardians is good. That's not an easy win. Um, again, much to my embarrassment. Um, and if we lose to Team Dignitas, Cole, on, on Team Friday. Team Dignitas. I like calling them Team Dignitas. Just, just reading their name. <laughs> if we lose to them on Friday, March 10th, it's, it's over. It's done. They're, they are the worst team in the league. It's not close. And if we can steal that dishonorable crown from them, there are no playoffs ahead for us. It's not happening. And I just, you know this, a team after a change like this is vulnerable. There's absolutely yeah. a scenario where we, we, we haven't had a great week of practice. I don't know, man. But I'm nervous. Don't that doesn't seem like you get like those honeymoon buff where it like goes well for like one week. It, it can then... it can happen both ways. It can happen both ways. I mean, look, I remember fully we brought in uh Poom and just absolutely clapped Cloud Nine. Remember that? Played his Rakan mm-hmm. and he and he just smurfed all over Cloud Nine. It was beautiful. And he now it, and you know, fast forward two years or whatever it is, and he's he's knocking us into our next roster change so yeah <laughs> it totally can happen where you get that honeymoon period i just don't know if we're if we should count on it so i don't, I don't i'm gonna say no to the three two i think there's too much that could go wrong <laughs> uh okay let's move on um it is i think we get a minimum of two wins by the way uh i think we go two and three uh sammy okay Cause so said, my big take uh, you've just basically said that you're on the same page <laughs> well like i said i you know it's compelling <laughs> i was like do you think we can find those ones i don't know maybe solo will uh throw some bone there well maybe. sammy says uh in football aka soccer because he's not from wonderful place <laughs> uh there's a common saying that no player is bigger than the club however most of the time the manager is always the scapegoat when a player is kicking off he went on, by the way, I had never heard kicking off before. That is, uh, that is a, 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 uh, when a player is just like not doing well and they're like purposely causing drama behind the scenes, being negative to press and stuff like that. So, uh, <clears throat> so he says, uh, manager's always a scapegoat when that is happening. Do we have a similar situation here with Bjergsen and Doublelift? Have they essentially driven Koss out? <sighs> So I don't know because they have not been publicly. They it, it's at least not the same exact thing, right? They have not been publicly flaming Koss. Um, Koss is the only one who publicly flamed Koss, from what I've seen. Um, so I don't think it's fully the same situation, and I don't think they're intentionally throwing either because you know egos are big enough that they. Would, I don't think they'd let that happen. Yeah, it would be it would be so drastic to throw the way that they. <laughs> Which is like, it, you know, I feel like usually when you see that, it's like somebody refusing to go to Baron, right? Like, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep farming the jungle. Like, it's on me. Like, yeah. oh, hard losing your lane usually isn't <laughs> the approach. 
I guess we could be wrong, but that would be something else. Yeah. Could be wrong. JC101 says something insane must have happened behind the scenes to lose a coach on a Sunday just two weeks before the end of the split. Evil Bjergsen's <laughs> plan to be our head coach 2024 confirmed. <laughs> well, I don't think it was that drastic behind the scenes. I think we're just, we just suck right now. Yeah. So I'm going to disagree with this take also because Bjergsen sucking is not the path to our, to being our head coach either. <laughs> I mean, unless, unless what he's saying is now that Koss is out, Bjergsen, strong arms, nuke duck, takes over the coaching, oh. saves us. There you go. And then becomes our coach. So I, I think maybe that's the angle from JC. Yeah. I'm going to say something insane did happen <laughs> in front of the scenes with those two games we played. <laughs> <laughs> that was insane enough for me, dude. I, it's it, the, Something was the scene. <laughs> the scenes were the games. <laughs> right. Trust me. Uh, Squizomatic says, says, I don't get why we didn't try to make a two-time LEC champion coach work, but we promote a rookie coach who's in charge of our drafts, which have been sus. Guess my traditional sports background is showing where you build a team around the head coach, not the other way around. Some traditional sports, yeah. It's not as common nowadays to do that, to be honest, Um, Squiz. Um, but there was merit, I think, to whoever was talking about how like the the type of coach it is, mm. and maybe the type of coach is a mismatch. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm feeling in For regards sure. to this. And and you know, I think the reality of of the LCS, or I guess it's just you know, kind of the broader league ecos- ecosystem is you you. It's so rare that you have a high degree of player choice, right? Like talent pool just isn't that deep you know where you can go and pick up like oh let's get a couple guys we think this fits the play style it's you know like there are not a lot of players who weren't signed um going into this this split so my sense is the way everything came together the speed with which everything came together you know all that crazy contract stuff that was being talked about my sense is if you're a coach you get what you get and you hope that it, you can find a way to make it work. And I think in this case, we couldn't. Who would have thought the new radicals were wrong the whole time? Mm. Dang it. Um, the song is not called You Get What You Get. Knox <laughs> uh, War says, while all of your remaining matches are important, TSM on day one of Super Week really sticks out to me. What match do you guys think is the most pivotal one out of 100T's next five matches? Take the toss. So... <clears throat> And Dignitas is pivotal in that if we lose that one, it's all over. Yeah. You, it's win or go home. Because if you lose that game, your brain has, is, will, will not be present in any of the remaining matches. <laughs> uh, let's see. That would be... When do we play? Okay, so that's Friday. That's this Friday. <sighs> I... It's either that one or TSM. I like Knox's suggestion. I mean, beginning of a super week, it's kind of like, you know, we're, we, I think we're penciling in EG as a loss right now. Immortals is the cleanup on three. So maybe, maybe actually you're right, Jordan, because uh, the TSM game is kind of the only one that would matter on the super week if we think that we're going to lose to EG and beat Immortals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There might be something. Yeah. I mean, if you lose Dignitas, you have to sweep. Super week. 
feels like a lot to ask. Gosh, I'm starting to get nervous now. Um, <laughs> Nick Moore said, hot take, Hunter T got it right. This was a coaching problem. And we will go on a run from here on out with Nuke Duck and presumably <laughs> Bjergsen and Double Lift in control. Uh, I think three cooks in the kitchen. I think that's too many cooks. <laughs> that's why it's a hot take. Uh, you gotta, uh, yeah, you gotta pick pick one, perhaps two. It's it's not the craziest take though, right? I mean, look, look, we don't know. Maybe cost was the problem. Maybe it was. Yeah, you just don't know. Look, you just don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. But <laughs> I, I don't either. I hope it's the case. I hope that we look like we did at the start of the split because I liked watching that team. I would love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be a nice little throwback. Yeah. Uh, let's do. Yeah, throwback Thursday coming up. <laughs> Scolding Guardians. Max Holiday says, if we ran it back from 2022 with the coaching and roster unchanged, what would our current record be? Oh, interesting. I like this because it's not like, do you think we should have kept the roster? It's like, yeah. what would the record be hmm. against this league? So I don't think we're better than C9 with that roster still. I don't, they were obviously not better than FlyQuest. Hmm. I think we probably could have taken that EG game early. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking we're sitting around like three or four losses if we have that same roster. Probably. Um, maybe we could have withstood. Some other challenges. Oh, sure. I mean, we're not losing Team Liquid in either case. <laughs> as we now know. I think we probably beat CLG. So, yeah, I, th- I think we have a significantly improved roster. And, I mean, not like th- that was possible, right? All indications are that that was not a possibility. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it is a fun little experiment. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Andres Day said, hot take, they should have promoted Golden Glue and Dan Dan. <clears throat> instead of acquiring costs and nuke duck. So this is rewinding back to the offseason. Mm. Since Golden Glue and Danon already had experience working with Busio and Tenacity. Mm. So hindsight's 2020, obviously, but you know, maybe maybe things would have gone better uh, in that situation. Who is Golden Glue a better personality manager than Koss? We would have to see. Yeah. It's a very interesting question. More interesting than it should be. And more interesting than it would have been if you asked it before this uh, split got started. Yeah. Where is he now? Where is who? Uh, Golden Glue. Uh, Golden Glue is vibing. Where is he? Is he still? No, he is. I, th- I swear he was coaching some challengers. Where he took was a break from league. Team. Took a break from league. Oh, okay. Hmm. Just hitting the gym hard. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I thought he had a challenge. Anyway, uh, RIP. Miss you, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a really interesting question. I think you still run into the potential pitfall of knowing the Nasty Busio is one thing. Can you coach? Yeah. Your double lift and closer. Yeah. Hard to say that it would have gone much worse. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh bc said cost got straw man which was a joke uh to double lifts tweet where he misused the term straw man hmm. the removal of him signals a change in direction from a rebuild to we are going to make changes to be contender for summer i think we agree with the fact that it's like we we care about it we're trying to fix it um we're not rolling so yeah. i think we agree with 
that for the most. Contender is a strong word. Contender is a very strong word at this time. Unfortunately. Uh, Sen, if he's still awake right now, said, spring is obviously not looking good. Interested to see how the coaching change helps. However, I suspect there will be a change to the team during MSI time, like we've done in the past when Abadaga was brought in. Jordan, do you think we're going to see a roster change before summer? I mean, it just, it's a question for me of when do you have to lock your MSI roster? Because we'll, you know, we'll need to have that submitted to Riot so that we can play at MSI. So that we can win MSI. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I get this take. Uh, no, I think, but I think it still does depend a bit. We like what we're seeing. We're trending in the right direction. If we can play this game, then maybe we don't change. But if not, yeah, I think it's, it's likely. Uh, yeah, I think I kind of am leaning in that direction too. I don't know where it would be, but, um, it's hard for me to imagine we're not going to make a roster change. Uh, do you, do you want, if we do make a roster change, do you want Tenassi and Busia to stay put or do you want to demote one of them, both of them? What do you think? I mean, I still believe long-term again, mm-hmm. like look at Luger and Poom, right? That's the that's kind of the tragedy of this whole thing. Those guys have gotten very good. They they badly beat us last time around. And it's because CLG didn't pull them after they had a, a rough four game stretch, right? And I'm exaggerating, but like you have <laughs> to just give people time to actually develop at this game. So I hope we I hope we keep them around. Me too. Uh, I just don't want to abandon the... Yeah. That's what that feels like. Um, Carl Scale 1... We have two more left, by the way. Carl Scale 1 says, if the team continues to struggle and Sniper's health issues are long-term... I don't know if you knew that, Jordan. That. But, uh, okay, yeah. You saw Sniper's stepping away. Um, I could see Tenacity being set down to Challengers. Oh, this is oh. quite appropriate. I could see Tenacity being set down to Challengers for Summer Split and a more veteran top laner being brought in. 100T solo. <laughs> Uh, maybe someone like Hanser who has had success with Bjergsen and Doublelift before. I do not want to see him. I think that. It just feels like a complete... No flame to Hanser, but yeah, yeah it's just like, that hasn't worked. No. That hasn't worked. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give... Like, I believe that Bjergsen and Doublelift can still play at the level needed to like crack the top three. There are a lot of players, veteran players, who I just don't think that's the case. Although, you know what? Stick say is proving us all wrong. So who who am I to say anything at this point? I wrote off Stick Say's career sometime in the past. And here he is. I wrote and I wrote off solos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no one knows anything. Nope. I think that's what we've learned. That's no one it. knows anything. Yep, that's clear. No one knows anything. Uh, and one more, Zach Remsberg says, I think clearly this team needed some kind of a shakeup. Although I feel bad for Costas, head coaches always seem to be scapegoated whenever things aren't going right. Seems like this team really only had one way to win, which was scaling and playing safe, which may have worked in the LCS of prior seasons, but the LCS have, has improved enough. It doesn't really seem viable anymore. I agree. There was a shakeup needed based on the trajectory of the team. And based on the fact that we were pigeonholed into playing a game one way. Totally agree. I, I think uh, I agree with this. 
And I think we can say now, we were solved. People disrupted we us. They did not let us scale. And our fortunes turned drastically. It was a nice couple of weeks. It was fun when it lasted. It wasn't even that good. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that leaves us with predictions for next week before we get the honk out of here. As we mentioned, we play Golden Guardians this Thursday, Jordan, in just three days. Golden Guardians, who are in fourth at eight and five. They've won, what is it, seven of their last eight or something? Oh, eight of their last of their nine? last 102. Um, something ridiculous like yeah, that. Yeah, we don't. Um, so eight, they're in fourth place, eight and five, one and one. They lost to Team Liquid, though. But uh, beat the league, Immortals. Huh. Uh, no, we don't, we don't beat Golden Guardians. Unfortunately. Yeah. So the only thing about this is I think like I don't know. I don't even though Golden Guardians has looked good, I don't fully believe in it long term. Like I don't think it's gonna last with them, but I have nothing other than my like gut and are we the ones to stop this it before? Do we do we end their their hot run? I don't know. The liquid beat him this past weekend, but I just don't. I just don't really see it. They lost their uh, first game of too, but, but uh, yeah, Gory, Gory, and River are pretty good. Yeah, they're definitely getting more out of that pairing than we are getting with our mid jungle. Yeah, pairing. it seems they have a mid jungle diff. Well, maybe uh, they they used up their slip up on TL then. So I'll go ahead and predict the loss then. Then we have Dignitas, the all-important pivotal game. Somehow, somehow, our season <laughs> rides on beating 10th place Dignitas on Friday. They're, they've won one out of their 13 games this year. Oh, uh, they, lost, they lost to Immortals even this past weekend. Jordan, what happens? Well, if I predict a loss to Team Dignitas to completely ruin our season, our split, our season. Let's be honest. I, I think I have to hang up my hat. We can't lose to them. We don't lose to them. I'm predicting a win because I believe that we still have a League of Legends team. Let's see if it's true. I think we cannot allow ourselves to stoop that low. We've got a little more pride than that. I have to hope. I think we do pull out the Dignitas dub. Oy. One in one weekend under Nuke Duck incoming. Thunder Talk says yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, we uh, we haven't covered our bases to make sure that we you know get oh it right. But look, if we lose to Dignitas, I I don't even know. I mean, that's it will be potentially like a low point for the program. Honestly, be honest. It it will be a catastrophic loss yep. at a catastrophic time. Stay tuned to find out what happens. But we don't think it's going to no, happen. We, I predicted a win. I predicted a win. We don't think it's going to happen. I, Positivity. Back to the 100 Talk brand, right? <laughs> Everything is going to be fine. We don't need to panic. Let's give it time to work itself out, right? <laughs> yep. Face Nasty calling out Shh. Papa. Sure hope so. Papa's, uh, Papa, he's having Papa a different God. conversation right now. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, well, congrats to you, Pop Smithy. Yep. Good dude. Um 
well, things could get really dark here if uh, <laughs> if we're wrong. We'll see. Can't they? I hope that we're not wrong, Cole. As always, we have faith that we're not wrong. I believe in myself. Uh, we've got we've got faith in our five years of expertise doing this. <laughs> that things are going to be a okay. Uh, it's going to be one way or the other. There's going to be no middle ground, right? Yeah. We're going to be fixed or we're going to... Or, actually, the one way that we can, we can go into our super week knowing absolutely nothing, beat Golden Guardians, lose the Dignitas. Who knows at that point? Who even knows? I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> I know. Let's just skip the pod next week. Seriously, if that happens, we're going to have to think about what what we do what does this mean for for fans in general yeah ah well everybody sorry this got a little gloom and doom not usually our style um but things are a little bit rough out there i look uh i was feeling less gloomy and doomy uh before somebody pointed out that it's only top six now i thought we were still in the participation trophy era of the lcs so it's real it's rough out here like it's it is it's you gotta go now uh yeah so hey just call it like we see it man this is this is a big week for us this is a really big week for the program things gotta happen right now shout out mokushona said just some rough pumpkins right now (laughs) (laughs) that's all it is just some rough pumpkins. yeah okay uh but yeah not we're not usually so uh so dark about it but it's just you know it's it's tough times right now tough scenes um but you know We'll still be around Um, to everybody. Like, I don't know what's going on. We've had, we've gotten a huge number of new followers in the stream. We've got like 50 new followers. Um, So if you are new watching us, uh, please join our discord. I put the link in the chat. Um, You can follow us on Twitter as well. I'll put that in the chat uh, and keep up with us there. Thank you for being here. We hope you enjoyed this episode, even though it was a little bit of a downer. Um, We look forward to bringing you uh, more happy, bright entertainment based around Hunter Thieves in the near future. Isn't that right? Next next week, we'll be celebrating dramatic turnaround. Can't wait. Um, Party pop. So, until then, (laughs) we will say, like we always do at this time, we love you and we miss you already. Thank you.